By staying home, you can not only protect your health and that of those around you, but ensure that our healthcare professionals and our healthcare systems can focus on those who need their help. Hello and welcome to Corona Movie Club, my entertainment world's answer to social isolation. Um, so we have a schedule of movies and we're all going to watch them independently in our own socially isolated homes and then three times a week we're going to get together over the internet and talk about them just like your mom's old book club used to do. Um, except now there's nothing old about it because it's all over the internet and we're all social isolating so that we don't help spread the coronavirus around the universe. Um, so we have people from all over North America who are participating and there's going to be different people on each call from the uh, core group. And so every episode, I'm going to come in and introduce the film that we're going to be watching, as well as the names of the people that are going to be on that week's call or that episode's call, because we're going to be doing this three times a week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go to the movies. It's something to So I'm just going to warn you up front that this is not the most fun episode of Corona Movie Club. Um, I'm very grumpy through most of it because I hated this film viscerally, like wanted to turn it off, um, despised it. And there's only other one other person on the call. Uh, so Susan Bond and I just sort of go back and forth uh, trying to figure out if this is a good film um, and whether that matters. And she likes it a little bit more than I do, which is not to say she likes it that much, um, but it's not hard to like it more than I do because it's uh, terrible and I hated it. Um, but if, okay, so so many smart and interesting people genuinely really like this movie. So if you like Spring Breakers, please let us know. Tweet at us, send me an email, whatever, at my aunt world, my auntie world on Twitter and Instagram. I want to know what is it that I'm missing about Spring Breakers other than it's shot beautifully. I don't get it. It's a 2012, uh, 2012, 2012 crime film. See how I got there. Um, written and directed by Harmony Corinne, who, though it sounds like a female name, is a man. Please keep that in mind when watching this movie. Um, stars James Franco, who uh, lots of people have lots of opinions on. I swear that's not why I don't like the film. Um, He's very good, I guess. He's like doing, you really swinging for the fences. I generally like swinging for the fences, so he's fine in the film. I also really like Vanessa Hudgens, um, Selena Gomez, Ashley Benson, Rachel Corin. I don't know a lot about them necessarily, but I don't know. This was a, a landmark film for A24, uh, which is sort of like the studio or production house that most defined this decade in film. They've put out some extraordinary work and some not as extraordinary work, but they. Um, really know who they are and have a really interesting brand and have uh, generally very good taste. So it's interesting that this was one of their sort of like launching pad films. Um, it is very popular with a lot of really smart and interesting people. And I um, really genuinely would like to know what it is that I'm not seeing. Because uh, cinematography is great, but that's just not enough for me. So again, not a super fun episode. I'm just really grumpy. I might annoy you on this episode uh, if I don't annoy you on every episode. So I don't know. Maybe skip this one. Although Susan's very lovely and smart. So maybe listen to Susan. Um, that's good advice in general. Listen to Susan Bond. Okay. I'm going to stop talking now. Enjoy or don't enjoy. I don't know. Don't watch Spring Breakers or do and let me know. 
Except don't. I just, uh, I want to forget about this film. Okay, bye. So I have seen this movie before. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> okay. And I watched it again. I thought he said spring break forever. Way more times than he does. Because whenever my roommate and talk, and I talk about that movie, we just go spring break, spring break forever. I mean, he said it a lot. This was my first time seeing it. He said that, it a, a fair it number. way later in the movie. I thought he said it like every, I thought it started immediately. Oh. <laughs> Starts way later than I, than I thought. Okay. He also comes in really late. It's only yeah. a 90 minute movie and he's not in until like minute 40 or something. And so uh, mm, He's not introduced. He's in earlier. Oh yeah, he is. He like does his little rap routine or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as a character, he doesn't. He does not speak. Yeah. yeah, we don't meet him until. Yes, that's maybe we don't meet yeah. him. Um, okay, I was expecting more people to be able to answer this question, but I'm just going to ask you: Do you like this movie? Like, are we recording this? Yep. Okay. Uh, like. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I don't know if I'd say I enjoy it. But you think it's a good movie? Yes. Okay. So I... I think interesting, like, objet d'art. Sure. Okay. I had heard really good things about this movie, um, my favorite film podcast is like a, a film, they draft best of lists, and this has been drafted at least twice, if not like three or four times. They love it. And so I went in really wanting to give it to the benefit of the doubt. I think Vanessa Hudgens is really talented. I, you know, have my problems with James Franco as everyone does, but I'm, I think he's very talented and I'm very able to separate in my brain um, someone's work from someone's worth as a person yeah um, same, same. <laughs> so you know I went in and I was really looking for I wanted to see what it was that everyone likes about this movie and I loathed every single second of it um I'm someone who does not turn things off if I start I'm gonna finish and I really really wanted to turn it off like I hated everything about it so I don't know. I don't have anything to say, really. It just, maybe if it had, if this exact movie, like I understand it was beautifully shot and like it's an interesting thing to approach these, this subject matter and shoot it with that sort of like dreamy surrealist quality. There's sort of like a satirical element there, blah, 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 intellectually, whatever. I think it does not have a compassionate eye towards humanity and the the like the fundamental goodness of people and uh i think if it had been made by a woman maybe i could tolerate tolerate it but because it wasn't it was made by a 40 year old dude i just it was so icky i just i i hated it it's super icky and i in general i think you're allowed to hate things that are good <laughs> like or like I feel like I'm allowed to hate things are good and I don't have to like things just because they're good um but even more than usual I would never disagree with someone not liking this movie like it's it's definitely there's a lot to hate there um I think what I I think I just find it I mean I 
I was talking to my roommate uh, after the movie. We've both seen it twice. Um, and he said that like movies are often either either capture a vibe or have a plot. Yeah. And this movie actually does both of those things. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it has sort of a plot. There's like a beef with some guy. <laughs> well, yeah. There's, well, there's a beef with some guy, but there's like, like these girls, they want to go to spring break. Some of them rob a restaurant. They, and, they, and like a bunch of them have weird and interesting character arcs where they encounter a problem and learn a thing about themselves. Like, maybe I just like to party. I'm not really into killing. <laughs> Right? Is that what we would call an interesting character arc, though? No, 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 not an interesting character arc, but definitely something happens. Pink hair girl, they all have names, too. I only... Her name is Cotty. Oh, she is Cotty. Okay. I looked it up. Yeah. Um, I believe she is Cotty. Yeah. The Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Big, um, Big Little, or Pretty Little Liars Girl are pretty interchangeable but one is named Brit I believe and one is named Candy and then Cotty is a little different in that she leaves second and she drives the getaway car instead of robbing the restaurant and yes. then Faith obviously like there's a whole thing about who she is and what her name is so that's yeah Faith, I feel like Faith is the only one whose name should count though I feel like Faith and Alien are the only names I learned yes watching the movie yes um, so I don't feel compelled to use the other ones properly i call them pink hair and the two blondes yeah it's, yeah the thing that's the thing that's interesting to me plot wise is that at the beginning the only way i can tell pink hair apart from the two blondes is because she has pink hair yes but it's not i don't think it's getting shot in the arm <laughs> since her home i think it's that she's just not she just wants to party and she's not into killing in the same in the way that at the beginning when faith's christian friends are like those girls are all demons they have no soul and you're like these christians are clearly overreacting <laughs> then in the movie you're like oh wait no they're just wrong about pink uh cotty cotty <laughs> they're just wrong about cotty cotty is not a demon she just really likes to party and the movie sort of sets us up for the idea that these are some girls who like to party and that is true of exactly one of them Faith doesn't really like to party. She just likes having friends. The other girls don't like to party. They like to cause mayhem. Cotty um, just wants to party. And it's, so I, the, the way they're sort of differentiated over the course of the movie is interesting to me. Um, and I want to talk about the view of humanity. I think it's interesting that the people who seem the least like actual like the camera thinks of them as not being actual people with real motivations and sincerity are the Christians, the youth group. They are shot like a bunch of idiots or liars or something. And I think the, the, the camera, I don't want to attribute, I don't know who to attribute this to, has more respect for everyone else in the movie. Hmm. I, think it, I think it treats the like, uh, the desires and occupations of everyone else in the in the movie with a seriousness that they're not treated with in a lot of other movies, um, except for the, the Christian youth group. So I think that's interesting. I don't know that I like it, but it's, but it's, yeah. Well, how, 
what do you mean when you say that it treats the other characters um, and their interests and things as, as like valid um, in a way that other films don't? Like, what is it about the filmmaking that do you suggest that there's like a respect for these people? I think, I think mm, that's really hard to nail down. Do you agree that it treats them better than the Christians? That it treats the Christians as uh, not just unsympathetic, but somehow untrustworthy or insincere? Um, I mean, we spent so little time with them. Um, yeah. I do think it is interesting that like I too discounted that that line there's like I think that's Heather Morris who says that line she was the only one I recognized but um that's the only thing I really remember the Christians doing and it is interesting that sort of we inherently just guess that she's being judgmental but in fact she's right um well except that she's not right because like humans are not demons the worst human in the all of the world is not a demon and I think maybe that's my point when I say that this movie doesn't seem to have not just a respect for, maybe just like a lack of understanding of humans and human behavior and this idea that like people are more, everyone, the worst people, everyone is more than what anyone is in this movie. And I find that very frustrating. Yeah, Yeah, I don't Um, disagree with that. And I, you know, like I hated everyone. Every single person was horrible and made decisions that didn't make sense in any way and didn't track with actual human motivations and like I just I I like it had the character it felt like it was written by someone who has absolutely no emotional intelligence oh that's good. but like totally has a pretty understanding of cinematography good job like I don't like I just don't think that's what I feel like there's this idea that pretty cinematography is what good filmmaking is and a movie that has really beautifully rich character portraits, but maybe is shot fairly simply, isn't considered a great film in the same way. And I, I hate this idea of cinematography as filmmaking because just it, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> like that's not what people yeah. are. I don't know. And I understand it's like supposed to be satirical. And if it's supposed to be satirical, then you can abide a certain amount of simplicity and blue, blah, 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 blah. But like none of them had anything and everyone has something. I've never met anyone in the whole world who doesn't have some element that I can root for or some like endearing vulnerability or something. And like Selena Gomez even who like genuinely tried, she was like the most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but I still was like, so leave. I don't know. I just, I hate everyone. I'm just grumpy. And I just, I literally posted on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, can I bribe the movie club to not show up so I don't have to talk about this? Movie? Oh, I would. I, was, I'm, I don't. I don't use the Twitter, or I would have not shown up. <laughs> no, it's fine because somebody has to be here to be like, actually, Kelly, here is why this movie is a thing because it's on like the BBC Best 100 of the Millennium list. I it's mean, I wouldn't. Screen I, list. Like, what is happening? What am I missing? <laughs> I wouldn't say. I would not. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it deserves to be on the BBC Best Hundred Movies of the Millennium. And I'm yet, there sure it is, number say, seventy-four. I'm not sure that I would put it in the Best Hundred Movies of 2019. What about 2012? Oh, right, 2012. Or 2013, or something like that. Uh, 20. Yeah, it is 2012. We looked it up because I was trying to remember the 
the like temporal relationship between that and Pussy Riot. Oh, right. Because that's what those masks look like now. Um, and there's no way that it was made, like they're both from 2012. And I know that the way movies work is that they're not usually shot and conceived the same year they're released. Is that right? <laughs> I also think uh, Harmony Corinne is probably someone who's never heard of Pussy Riot. Right, but it's it doesn't so it's strike weird. me as someone who would know that. Right, so it's weird that it's got what's such like an what feels like such an obvious reference now. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we were, my roommate and I were speculating that they're probably both referring to something earlier and more obscure than either of these things. Possible. Um, right. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't say. I don't know that I'd say it's great. I definitely, I definitely found it interesting. Um, I, I think, I think what I was trying to get at is that in a lot of movies, um, sort of vapid partying teens and sex workers would be treated as having less humanity than other characters. And what I like about this, one of the things I like about this movie is that they are treated as being sort of equally valid and having an equal level of humanity with the other meaning humans. none. Yes. Were, I wouldn't say none, but not very much. <laughs> not a ten. Uh, but uh, like more. But there's nobody else. Like you had your assessment of how the Christians are treated, but there's yeah. the Christians, and then there's the sort of characters who other movies don't. Yeah. You know, but there's nobody else. Yeah. So I don't. You know, it's not like there's like one other character to sort of use as a as a template or a, a mark a marker. Mm -hmm. no you know it's sort of yeah I feel like and maybe I'm wrong but I feel like the movie is coming from a judgmental place in its portrayal of these these people I feel like it's a criticism of this type of party culture and and the sort of person who would go Mm -hmm. and engage in this um because it's certainly not a celebration of it. And I just don't know that it's that like accurate of a trail. So at a certain point, like, what is it if it's not a criticism? And if it's, why are you making a movie about these people? If you're not, I don't know. I just didn't, I I don't think it's necessarily. I don't read it as a criticism for exactly the reason that it doesn't have the template of you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing this instead. And it sort of feels like you're about to get that when Weirdly enough, when you meet alien, when you meet a local, mm-hmm. uh, and then it doesn't ever because you're like because in the like the opposite of spring breakers are the the townies, the people who live there all the time. But when we meet them, they're not they're not differentiated from them in that in that way necessarily. Even though um, uh, uh, best the best friend slash villain yeah. sort of refers to spring breakers as like. And so does Franco. Like, Franco has like, a line. Yeah. Um, I forget what yeah. he calls them, but he's like, the trash comes to town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, but like then, even then, like I do, I do think they're, I guess in terms of the character portrait, they're the same. So maybe the point is that like, they're all this like townies and idiot partiers are the same. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, the townies are an extension of the same lifestyle, but there's no sort of commentary on this idea of like 
the spring breakers, I mean, this is a sort of odd one because they have to raise the money to raise, <laughs> rob the money to mm -hmm. uh, go on spring break. But generally the sort of townie versus spring breakers thing is that like, it's just like rich white kids who yeah. are coming and they're like invading these small towns in Florida that are like quite usually very, very um, like decrepit, low, uh, low economic status towns. Um, and then just partying it up and living this like sort of trashy lifestyle for a week and then going back to their privileged little cushy university lives. But that criticism isn't there. It's not. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like it's just, it's presented as if like James Franco's life is permanent spring break. Spring break forever. Forever. So like, <laughs> I just, I don't understand because then you, you don't get also, you don't get that sort of other perspective i guess maybe it's supposed to be um from faith and from the youth group or whatever of just like what if just don't maybe <laughs> i don't know i also don't know that it's like so grounded in reality <laughs> um How can I articulate this better? Like, I don't know that it has to, that it is interested in having a relationship with reality in the real world. Right, right. And even on some level morality, I don't think it's interested in that. Like, are people good? Should people be good? Is this a good way to live your life? I don't think it's interested in that. And what is it interested in? Um, shiny things? It's interested in cinematography. It's definitely interested in cinematography. I'm getting to the point where anything that's well shot annoys me inherently, even if it's a good movie. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> um, Fair. <laughs> you know, like what, like, what is this movie about? What, like, what, what, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I got an answer for that. Yeah, and because it wasn't particularly fun for me, and yeah. by that I mean it was torture, yeah. um, I strongly feel that something should be entertaining or useful in some way like it moved me or it made me think or whatever but like what if this movie's doing nothing and it's also not fun yeah why are we here james franco seems like he's having fun good for him he really deserves it <laughs> like i don't know what did you think um as a, a fellow woman on the call <laughs> I, have, I have read some back and forth online about this film's placement in feminist discourse um i think it is maybe an understatement to say that the uh male gaze is strong in this yeah, one yeah that's not that's not really that is that's an understatement yes yep yep, yep. um it, it, but then you know there's always as there always is every time there's a criticism online of like hey this is exploitative there's somebody else who's like but is it maybe feminist and like Knowing the little bit about the director that I do know, no, it's not. Um, but is there an argument to be made that the, I don't know, that there is some sort of like freedom and agency or something in this movie that is just a lot, a lot, a lot of boobs. It's a lot of boobs. It's a lot of boobs. And they're not even boobs. It's really a culture of like titties. 
is like, you know, yeah. like that's how I felt. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a breasts thing. It was, those are some titties. Yeah. Like, that was the feeling of, of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Which is, ugh, ugh, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Yeah. I think that that goes back to the, the, the male gaze and being the male, the, where if it had been a female director, we might be having a different conversation. Which maybe uh, that's arbitrary, right? Like if they'd made exactly yeah. the same movie, who are yeah. we to say a woman can make the movie? But I also just would feel a lot less uncomfortable. Yeah. It, especially yeah. the actors were all 20 and he was yeah. 40. And I just, the power dynamic there. And I just, I hate it. I hate every, I just hate it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so no, you have no. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing defense. my best to hold up the other side of the conversation. <laughs> it's not interesting if we just agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just. I really am looking like I really do want to understand. Like so many smart people that I admire really do like this movie. Yeah. And I just I want to understand why, but at the same time they are all straight dudes and I like wonder if maybe just they needed to have seen it with a woman who would maybe push back a little I don't yeah. I just don't I don't know or maybe maybe I am just kind of missing the point but I kind of hate that argument of like oh if you didn't like it it means you're missing the point like eh. well I don't think I don't think you I hate lots of stuff that I understand so I don't <laughs> think that I'd like I don't think that has to be the case um yeah it's just Maybe I'm blinded by the cinematography. That's possible. I, I think that happens degree. constantly. Yeah. I think there are, there, are, there are tons of really, really successful movies that when it comes down to it, if you really, and, and TV shows, I have a, one of the most pop, popular TV shows in the history of the world. When I push back on a story level, people go, oh, but it's so, it was so, shot so well. I'm like, well, no. What show? I pass. Um, <laughs> I always get in trouble. Um, I have a thing about uh, the most popular things in the world. I'm just like, nope, pass. <laughs> no, yeah. can't be that good. Um, but you know, like I do think people get blinded by a good shot. This happens a lot. You, um, oftentimes people will bring up a movie they really like, and I'll say, well, what do you like about it? And they'll say, oh, that that one um, like extended steady cam shot. I'm like, cool. There was one of those in the Jane the Virgin season five premiere. Did you like that too? <laughs> you know, and they don't, they didn't see that. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. I think people get, do get blinded by pretty things. And I think a, it's a fundamentally a storytelling medium, right? I don't know. I just hated it. I'm just grumpy. You're allowed to like things. Uh, I would not, I would not strongly, strongly argue for liking this movie, <laughs> but it is, it's, I, cause I, it's partly the, it's partly the, the, like, the, like, colors and that sort of cinematography stuff, but also the weird relationship to time is interesting to me. Okay. Which is why I, which is why I wonder, um, if it has a similar, yeah, it does kind of have an ambivalent relationship to time, like not just showing things from later and repeating things in the like the weird sort of like chanty repeating lines as you sort of like see where the so like that how that works is interesting to me. 
Yes, it has a very interesting style in more than one way. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, would I choose to watch it over even a movie I said that I did not like, that you love, My Best Friend's Wedding? No, not in a million years. No. But it's... I think it's doing more things that I don't really understand that I'm interested in understanding. Fair. Sure. Yeah. I'm not interested in understanding it. That's fair. Yep. I almost, I'm trying to decide whether, (laughs) say that again. It's too bad you have a podcast about it. (laughs) You just wouldn't have to. (laughs) You know, um, if I didn't have it, how did this how did this movie wind up on the list? I'm curious. Did someone recommend it? Okay, so the the list was I asked everybody what they were interested in, then I cross checked to make sure it was on Netflix, and then I uh, eliminated anything that I desperately didn't want to see or had already seen and knew was either stupid or not worth talking about. Yeah. Um, then I just kind of made I don't know. This was a movie I've I. I didn't, it doesn't seem like my style. It's not something I sought out in theaters, but I am a pretty, I mean, as much as I sound like I'm not, because anytime you don't like something, it means you're close-minded, but like I didn't, I'm a pretty open-minded moviegoer. I'll see, my rule is I'll see anything um, once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And especially because like, I have a limited number of critics that I, like critical voices that I listen to and, uh, two of them and like they're the only two really like this movie and have talked about it multiple times on the only film podcast I listened to and so I was like I should give it a try and the thing about Corona Movie Club is it gives it a context right like if I had just sat and spent an hour and a half of my life watching this movie for nothing just just to to have seen it I'd be really a lot more upset but like sitting through something I don't enjoy in order to then have a conversation about it and um, have some content and a little social interaction. Like, ha- like yeah, yeah, it's that's fine. Right. Corona Movie Club is how I make movies, the, ex- the experience of a movie I didn't enjoy, fine. And, I, I, and not a waste of my time. So, and um, also didn't know I was going to hate it. I, no. now, if I was a betting person, I wouldn't have put money on my liking it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know I was... I wouldn't be able to find the things that other people can see. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it happens. I'm, I'm, I've been going back and forth while we're talking, trying to figure out if I wish there was someone on this call who loved the movie, who was like really interested yeah. in arguing for it, or if I'd rather just spare myself <laughs> the yeah. argument. Um, I just, oof. Oof. I did like the the Britney Spears sing along. It was like a fun say, little montage. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Would I rather watch Crossroads again? Honestly, yeah. You Would know, you? like yeah. it's mm mm mm. Well, whatever. Spielberg's next. Um I've, I've not seen that one. I so. saw it once when I was a kid and my whole family reached the conclusion that they hated it. Um, but my family is not made of sophisticated moviegoers, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think if Spielberg 
is particularly this early Spielberg is requiring particularly sophisticated moviegoer? I don't know. I feel like Close Encounters is like medium difficulty for Spielberg. Oh. Like it's not like, I don't know. I think it's a little odd, more odd. I mean, I don't remember it. I saw it when I was a kid, but I, I think it's yeah. like a little bit more odd than some of his others. It's certainly not a kid's movie and he was making yeah. a lot of kid's movies at the time. So we shall see. I don't know. At the very minimum, he's not actively unpleasant most of the time. So there's that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. So it's going to be a so, doozy of a week for you if you don't like uh, Close Encounters on this, on this rewatch. You know what? We're doing Henry V tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, I watch a lot of TV. Like, Movie Club is just a small percentage of the, the culture consumed in any given week for me. And seeing a movie I hate is not the most traumatic thing. And there will always be. And it's never the genre's fault. And it's never, like... You know, people do that thing with theater where if they don't see very much theater, they'll go to a play and be like, yeah. I don't like theater. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. is just not a thing that I am at all, you know, it, yeah. no, no movie other than maybe the rest of Harmony, Harmony Corinne's catalog. Um, <laughs> no movie will be punished for my hatred yeah. of Spring Breakers. I think, I think uh, knocking out the rest of Harmony Corinne's catalog is probably a, a safe choice for you. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I haven't seen anything else he's made. I also before, didn't know who Harmony Corinne was the first time I saw this movie and thought it was made by a woman the first time I watched it. Well, and you know that it might probably explain. affect the way I watched it. Yeah. I'm sure it did. I made the mistake of doing a Wikipedia and learned that the his his thirteen years younger wife plays pink hair. Right. Um so that's also interesting. I don't know. I just, everything, I was just kind of, ugh. It just made me feel uncomfortable. And not in a rewarding way. Because sometimes yeah. that's rewarding. Yeah. You know, the middle section of Moonlight is a hard watch. But it is so rewarding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this happened. Um, <laughs> Makes my take on La La Land seem so positive. So right. yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking back to that conversation where, like, doesn't anybody on this call like this movie? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Maybe if everybody had said they hated it, and then I saw it, I'd like be looking for the redeeming factor. I feel like that's a thing I do, but it will not surprise you to learn a lot of people hated this movie. If that helps. <laughs> yeah, but not the yeah. right people. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna stop <laughs> talking about Spring Breakers and hopefully never think about it ever again. All right. That's my goal. Okay. I'm sorry I'm such a bummer and I hate everything. Eh, about this movie. You don't hate everything. I really like my best friend's wedding. So I remember <laughs> that. that. Oh God. Okay. All right. I will see you on Wednesday for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I look forward to it. Bye, Susan. Bye.